Telling the Tale. It's a podcast where I, Mitchell Farley Wolf, the games guy, am joined by Dustin Jackson, the cartoonsman. Hey, Dustin. Mitchell, here's one I should have say, said in the first episode. Uh, fro yo yo yo. I don't even know. I don't even know where that's coming from. It's it's on account of the fro yo in the game in the episode in the game. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because we might want to talk <laughs> about a video game today. Uh, this is the podcast where we go through every single one of Telltale's mini episodic adventures, and we are finishing up. New Tales from the Borderlands, which is not a Telltale game. It's a Gearbox game. And we're covering Episode 5, Divestments. Ooh, Divestments. What a name. You know what's interesting is I didn't know any... It's always a surprise to me to find out what the episodes are called because I never know what they are. I never know what they're called because I just go right into the next episode. Yeah, I I had to look them up on a a third-party website. Wow. To see what they're actually called because they don't give you a a name at any point in the episode if you just press continue. If you go to the episode slot in the game, I bet you can see them, but I didn't do that. I did not either. Yeah, so each of the names of these episodes are all about business. Uh, It was like Capital Gains. Maybe that was one of them. Capital Pains, I think, was the joke of that. That's Uh, That's at least a pun. That's at least a joke that works. So divestments would be the opposite of an investment. And uh, it's something something you strategically lose or let go of, I suppose. Yeah. Do you feel like that's the right name for this episode? Uh, I mean, I didn't even know it was the name of the episode until before a minute ago. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess it works fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have to. I have to agree. Yeah. Not um, once did I think about it. Yeah, so we're we're finishing up not just new tales from the Borderlands and not just uh, Gearbox's own attempt at Telltale as a formula, but we're finishing up Borderlands, right? The Telltale-related aspects of Borderlands. It's been ten consecutive episodes of the show. That's a lot. That's not a small number. I'll say that right now. It's not a small number, and I feel like we've been really high really low all over the place with this franchise right uh so dustin before we talk about anything related to the episode specifically i just wanted to know where you at where am i at just in terms of like life yeah i yes or specifically life relating to borderlands yeah, it's the second one. We can talk about the first one after we stop recording a bit more okay. if you like. Cool. Yeah. Um <laughs> I want to leave that open as a you know, possibility, but no Borderlands. I was thinking about how um when we played the first Tales from the Borderlands, we ended that season with an opinion that or at least this was my opinion. I don't know if it was yours. But I was thinking, like, you know what? I enjoyed that so much. Maybe I will try out the other Borderlands games. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they are closer to this than I thought they were. And then after finishing New Tales from the Borderlands, it could not be farther than that. I never want to touch this series ever again if this is what it is. Well, I would say that's negative then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great spot to leave off on. It, You know what? It bums me out because if this is what we're getting, I just feel like we're, we'll never get another 
Tales from the Borderlands as good as the first one. No, it's no, over. Definitely not. To be yeah. fair, though, I also thought it was that whack less than one year ago. That's true. So it was like a brief blip of oh, oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> I'm still glad we got that really awesome one season. The awesome one season was awesome, and I'm glad that it happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this episode was probably probably my favorite since the first episode. Okay. But it also it had a lot to say. We'll we're about to get into it. Ooh. And a lot of what it what I think it had to say is not good. Like I I can't <laughs> Do you know what I'm, do you feel what I'm feeling about that? Um, maybe we'll get into it, but, uh, I, I, I kind of have the same feelings as I did last week where, uh, this episode was not bad. It was like fine, but I'm just so done with these characters in this story that I feel like I liked it less than I would have. Like, I, I already said basically the exact same stuff yet last episode but it's pretty much the same here i'm just sick of these characters i don't like them yeah i i don't care for the story like i don't give a (laughs) shit but like it's it's the big climax of the season it's the big final episode and in one of my notes i had written down was man remember that cool big final battle in the first season well yeah remember when reese and digital handsome jack were like just hashing it out in the fallen uh helios ship yeah that was an amazing scene that was a very impactful scene it's great it it, you it felt like the first season despite being borderlands was able to take itself seriously and give a story you give a shit about here we're at the last episode and there's still this just joking and quipping and fucking around they do do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ugh, I, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, Even though I do think this episode is better than, like, most of the episodes in the season. Definitely. It's, it's still just... it It's just everything that I dislike about it still just coming to a head. Like, it, it's less about the episode being worse and more about my patience being at its thinnest. <laughs> Yeah, so they they do different things with each of the three major characters. Yeah. Um, the thing that we were talking a little bit in the last episode of the show about was the possibility that we did not believe in of it pulling a Walking Dead Season 2, where it seems like a lot of these choices, a lot of these... Um, narrative moments that have led up to the final episode don't mean much but then when you see what the final episode is they all coalesce into a stronger united meaning right and we were wondering is this possible can this happen in new tales from the borderlands have we been given any indication it might happen although to be given indication of that would sort of defeat its own purpose it's supposed to be a surprise tactic and we landed on no uh no, it's probably not going to happen. And it did in a way that, to me, was not 
satisfying whatsoever. Oh, do tell. I wonder if it just didn't register for me because I was just so checked out of everything. <laughs> yeah, so it um it it tried to is is what I'll say. So e- each of the three characters were done in a different way and a lot of this happens a lot of like what what we were talking about before. Can you coalesce it into a into a, like a meaning? Can you use those choices all of a sudden? It happened in Anu's third of the story. Um, so the, the story starts where we left off before Anu's chest had been impregnated with the, uh, with the shard, the healing shard thing, and it's got its own personality and it's talking to people now. It's got its Uh, whole own, it's got its whole own little thing going. Yeah, it's got stuff to say and it seems like its voice is different than before. Yeah. Uh, But it's a good voice. I like this one more. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the the voice that it has when it's just talking to Anu in her subconscious. So Anu's, Anu's in her subconscious, and she's, uh, like, reliving a bunch of conversations she's had with people from earlier in the story, including her lab assistant, Fong, who we only saw in the first episode, um, including Octavio in a moment with him that we had not seen because it took place before the story, and just everyone else that we met along the way. Yeah, can can I just say, I get what they're going for here, but I, not once did I ever feel like Anu, it, it was never implied to me that Anu was, like, this bad of a person. Like, <laughs> n- not once. Like, yeah. it, it feels like it just comes out of nowhere, like, how awful she is to, fo- to Fong. I'm like, in the first episode, they seem to be getting along pretty well. They seem like pretty good friends. And Anu didn't do, like, anything to imply that she was this just horrible asshole. I I didn't buy it. Yeah, so this is this is kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, it's it, it, it takes this character, Anu, who... It, it, it might work. This, this tactic might work if this was a one-character story or even a two-character story where... We've really been Anu and we've developed feelings about who Anu is because we've made all this, these choices with her. Right. But uh, if you compare her to Lee in season one of Walking Dead or Clementine or Bigby Wolf, uh, she she just doesn't... You don't get that that much because if you divide it in three and you keep it... Like the episode's about as long as they normally are. Uh, which, by the way, this episode was a little longer than normal yeah. like two and a half hours i don't i don't think that math checks out uh, with with the how long to beat yeah yeah i i i had a feeling it wasn't gonna but uh, you know, this, this episode was longer at least like it felt it, it felt like an episode that i guess more in line with our other episodes yeah because uh, everything else was a lot shorter Anyway, yeah. because we don't get that much time with Anu or any of these individuals as individuals, and we have to keep, like, I, I think the thing that kills this game, other than, you know, the, the, the jokey tone, I, I don't I don't go for it, but um, the thing that really kills, like, the core of what the game is for me is that I'm constantly being shifted between making choices for three different people that contradict what each other would want out of the situation. So right. when something happens in the story, it's like, 
oh, well, you didn't work toward this goal enough and maybe you didn't uh, do the right thing. It's like, okay, yeah, but that was my goal for Anu. And then you had me play as Fran, who is going to want different things. Uh, so, like, it, it, it just keeps betraying its own focus on each of these characters. Yeah. Three is not a lot of characters. Uh, it, it might be too much for the scope of what this game's ambitions are, though. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it came out before how it kind of feels like... It feels like it doesn't matter how you feel about the characters. You just have to know... Like, there's a right answer yeah. to playing these characters. And I don't like that for this sort of game. It It goes against, like, the way we've been playing games before. And maybe that's... Maybe that's unfair to say. Maybe this is specifically what they wanted out of a game like this, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a not shame. a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it and and then it tells you like who these characters are. Whether or not that's how you think they are is irrelevant. And boy, I was I was just really baffled when this episode started, and it showed Anu just like yelling at at Fong at the beginning, and like like we knew some shit went down between her and Octavio, so I, that one didn't feel as out of place. But still, she was they made her out to be like a monster in that scene, and I don't feel like it gelled with the Anu I was playing as. Well, so in one moment in that first scene with. Fong, which is a memory, it, it it was clear that the memory was changed because Anu said something to Fong like, you're useless, you're just completely worthless. And then Anu said, did I really say that? And then the, the spark, the, the shard whatever thing says, no, but that's how you, <laughs> it's how you sounded. <laughs> uh, so. No, but could you imagine if you did? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like that where, it, like, I I actually don't hate this. It, it's like she's thinking through her memories with the, um, with the the temper the like the tampering of her emotional state in that memory. Okay, I must have missed that. I I was thinking it was just literally what happened and what she said. Well, because like the the thing that they said multiple times, which it kind of it kind of took a few times for me to get it, so I'm glad they said it multiple times, uh, was that Anu has all all these wounds and, and trauma, right? Right. From just being a person with a high high level of anxiety, mm-hmm. and the the thing that the the shard tells her to do is like reevaluate your memories and look at the bad memories with compassion so like you're now all of a sudden you're happier for the things you're sad about uh and, and that's that's sort of like the joining vibe between all of the memories she goes through uh, and, and, and for that, I, I actually, I, I liked it until she woke up, uh, for her <laughs> side of the story. Kind of like, uh, for some of these things, one of the people that she runs into in her memories is the psycho that she killed in the first episode. Right. By jamming the, the 
device into his head. And uh, the psycho says, you killed me. And Anu says, it was in self-defense. And then the psycho says, no, it was murder. And I'm just sitting there like, no, it was (laughs) (laughs) self-defense. I can see how it might look like murder from his point of view, though. From his point of view, I get it. He's mad, but but it's not really him. It's like Anu's own subconscious producing her feelings about him. And like her... Her takeaway from that was, oh, I should have, I should definitely have uh, been more respectful to people around me in that moment. But, like, no, it really was in self-defense. So now I'm watching you, like, be harder on yourself than you needed to be, and I'm supposed to think that's a good thing. Yeah, this psycho was going to kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, although that is a choice, so they're kind of trying... The Trine Station Wagon guy here with all of the people that Anu is meeting up with. Right. That's that's the attempt. So when we were saying, will that happen? Could that happen? This is them trying to. This is this is the attempt of it. Weirdly, I don't really think it happens nearly as much in uh, Fran and Octavio's sides. It's just Anu. Yeah. But they have just as many choices. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely feels like it puts Anu in the main, main character seat. Yeah. And the other two are more, like, it's all of their story, but the other two feel like supporters for Anu's story. Um, <laughs> there's a line that the, the narrator at the beginning of the episode, while he's sort of, like, setting up how everything's gonna happen, he says, Fate has no patience for character arcs. And like, yeah, I, <laughs> I guess it doesn't. <laughs> That's I wrote, true in real life and I wrote, in this game. I wrote down a line from the intro too. Uh, it it it's not one as uh, I didn't have as much to say about it as you did about that. But I just wrote down not every great story has a happy ending. And I thought a great story, huh? <laughs> mean. That's a little mean. I was a little mean. I'm a little. I'm a little bit of a, a of a catty. Kathy today. Yeah, being a little catty Kathy today. Meow. I also wrote down another line from the opening, which was the rage monster finally dealt with her old crap. <laughs> uh, referring to Fran and the stupid story from last episode where she <laughs> she burns all the field oil and destroys a town. You know what? Something I'm realizing is I feel like a lot of the humor comes from the characters we're not stuck with what do you mean like any most of the humor most of the jokes anytime i like actually laughed are from like the tdr guards or just like the tdr guards in this episode are on point they're so many good ones (laughs) they're great (laughs) and it just made me think like it sucks that I'm stuck with the worst characters in this game. I wanna, I want more of these funny parts. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do? That's not the game they wanted to make, I guess. No, they made a different video game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, there's so many good TDR guard moments. Uh, like the scene with the the one conversing with Octavio in the cell. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, that guy who's just like really uncomfortable by any kind of philosophical discussion at all. 
but but still like trying to talk to him about it yeah he's like no it's in the past and you gotta (laughs) you gotta be in the present (laughs) good on him (laughs) yeah and octavia's like i'm depressed in the present too (laughs) and it wasn't enough (laughs) he's just like Uh, or, or my favorite was uh, when Octavio finds out that he's not supposed to die on direct orders from Susan Coldwell because uh, Octavio is supposed to be like bait for getting the thing out of Anu. Right. He runs around with a gun pointed to his head. Actually, it's Brock. Um, Good old Brock. It, he's like pointing his the gun at his own head. He's like, believe me, I'll shoot unless you let me pass. And uh, all the all the TDR guards are like, what what do we? That seems fine, I guess. <laughs> and then and then two of them point their own guns at their own heads. They're like, two can play at this game, Octavio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good. It's great. Yeah. I you know what? I think these guards have been pretty good all throughout the series. Or, yeah. I I love them. Give me a yeah, game the, about the, these the guys. The psychos in the first season versus the TDR guards in this season. They're both great. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, There were a lot of... I can't say I liked the Anu thing that much because like, there were so many things where um, you had to like build a bridge of empathy between Anu's right. memory of herself and her memory of Octavio. And then the shard goes... You just built a bridge of empathy. And then Anu says, yes, I constructed the bridge with empathy. And it just killed <laughs> the, the whole, any kind of power that scene would have had, which it, it had potential to have power, but it, it didn't, I don't know. This game is not about subtlety. Yeah, so while Anu is going through her dreamscape, uh, doing... The, the cool narrative things and Octavio is running around with a gun pointed to his head trying to I guess find Anu but mostly just running around uh Fran they're they're straight up just trying to kill Fran yeah she doesn't have this uh she they can't use her as a bargaining chip for Anu so uh you know just get rid of her yeah and they get rid of her in like a really dumb slow way where they're like, okay, well, you got to go to the special room where we're going to execute you. Where we can make you feel bad about being yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, they have her freeze herself w- by trickery. Yeah, and then since... Rita Fulfolia comes back and she's like, looks like you really shit the bed, huh, Fran? And then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> then she leaves. She's fulfilled her role. She's fulfilled her role. <laughs> I was glad to see her again. She's very squeaky when she walks. Yeah, just even if of she, how much leather she wears. Even if she didn't do anything, I was I still pointed at the screen and clapped my hands. Yeah, we like her. Yeah, we we stan her here. I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wrote down here in my notes, France side is not very fun. <laughs> yeah. C- compared to the other two, I feel like things are happening in the other two. Yeah, I was hoping that Fran's whole scene would be a lot cooler. It did It did culminate into what I thought was a pretty cool moment. 
where uh, the battle with Sponsorbot. Yeah, so they uh, the sponsor th- through ingenuity and Sponsorbot being mad at Fran for being mad. Fran kills the TDR executioners that are trying to kill her. Right. But uh, then the sponsor bot, I guess, responds to so much of her anger that it becomes a big, powerful mech. And it makes me wonder in those moments, like, how seriously should I take the Borderlands universe? Do do all these things just have mechs in them on, like, just in case they happen to become powered up enough to go mech mode? Yeah, just in case, you know. How many other things are mechs? Uh, lots of things. Anu's probably a mech when it comes down to it. Yeah, when it comes down to it, maybe... It, it just never came down to it, is the Maybe thing. Juniper the Ratch was a mech. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then they jump into a, a 16-bit <laughs> pixel-style JRPG where it's a turn-based battle mode between... You play as Fran against the uh the sponsor bot right uh how did and you say you enjoyed this it was i mean it was fun it was fun to look at and it was yeah it, it's it something different, different graphical at least. style and uh it made me think a little bit about the choices even though i think it was only three turns yeah um on, on one hand i think it's it, it it really does come out of nowhere, so it's just, like, something they wanted to do for the sake of it. But I guess that's fine. Whatever. It's the last episode. Let him do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and Louis goes all meta about it, and he's like, might I suggest you jump into mech mode? Or, no, no, no. He says, uh, suggest a new battle style. Perhaps something turn-based? And it's it, it's fine. It's fine. It's all just fine, Dustin. This is, <laughs> it's just okay. Like, the, the Borderlands belongs to a studio that owns it, and they wanted more Borderlands, so they made it. Why on earth should it matter that it isn't good? Like, <laughs> You know what? The, I, like, guess, I guess you got me there. We're two people who are not interested in Borderlands, like, just popping in to their little PlayPal thing... And we're, we're looking at them stack blocks, and we're like, you're stacking those blocks wrong. And then their moms get mad at us because we're 30 looking at some kids stacking blocks and yelling <laughs> at them for doing it wrong. Like, why why does it matter? Stack them better. The last game stacked their blocks way better than this. Does it? Yeah, like... it. Oh, man, okay, we're doing so many games in this podcast... That are like, a lot of these games, it makes sense that we're talking about it. I feel like we have a great uh, reason to go in and talk about Sam and Max, for example. Right. Uh, just, we as people are, are attuned to that franchise, what Telltale was doing with them, what LucasArts was doing with them before Telltale, the whole history of the thing. Uh, Walking Dead, I think we really, like, attached ourselves to it quite well uh, because we found out this does actually resonate with us, and we are in the audience, and we're simply not in this case. And if we have something bad to say about it, which we do, then who's who cares? Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I just get mad at myself for like being on this <laughs> podcast. Like, yeah, what what were we thinking? What? Why? Why would? Why would? <laughs> 
I feel like expecting this game to be good is expecting your friend to wear a red shirt tomorrow. They have no reason to do it. They could. <laughs> but, like, it, it's just, it's their own thing. Yeah. I, you, you know what? I feel like maybe if they didn't want us to speak ill of it, they, <laughs> they should have made it good. There's a moment in the turn. <laughs> There's a moment in the turn-based <laughs> battle system where you can be given the option to use an assist. Right. And if you use, did you use the assist? Um, I forget if I used the assist. So let let me just say, let me clear clear this up. I started yeah. this episode a week ago. Yeah. And I played through like half of it, and then I said, "Okay, that's enough for me right now. I'll get back to it soon." And then I didn't continue it until I had to for the show. So what was the what was the dividing point between um, the two halves? I believe I stopped right after they found they met up with a uh, staple face later. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So uh, we're still in session one for Dustin right now. Yeah, um, I believe. I remember using the the intern. I remember the intern showing up, but I might be. Yeah, that was that the up. assist. That, okay, if you use yeah. the assist, I, I liked it. Uh, yeah, Fergus shows fun. up and dances some free labor, and then it uses. Uh, you get an achievement just for that. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. You get that. an achievement for summoning Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you can lose this battle. Um, I'm looking at your choices here. You've uploaded pictures of your choices. I sure did. Um, you and a hundred player, hundred percent of players punched Susan so, so hard. I'm looking at your Fran choice. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, I was able to punch the shit out of Susan with uh, Fran. When? Um, in her office. It it was before uh the shards went into her uh fran was just able so first she rammed her with her chair and then she got all all up in her biz and just started punching the shit out of her i don't know if i got that well uh it says me and a hundred percent of players (laughs) did so yeah huh i I guess you did interesting no i was trying to see if we could possibly lose the battle uh the, the jrpg one because uh, I got I an achievement for it, which made me thought think that it was possible to lose. But oh, then, you got an achievement for winning. Yeah, for winning the the sponsor bot mech battle. Right. By the way, they were hyping. They were attempting to hype up. I think we were talking about how we weren't hyped. <laughs> but they were attempting to hype up uh, mech mode, Fran's mech mode. Yeah. Uh, and I and guess it this only was shows it. up in sixteen bit sprite. Yeah. Do you feel a way about that? There's no model? Um, I kind of feel like it should have been something grander, but who cares? Whatever. Yeah, I think the whole thing with looking backstory is like, you can't make me care about that. That's that's unfair to ask. It's illegal for you to ask me that, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like I was, like, really brokenhearted that we didn't get to see Mech Mode. It's, it's, It's not like... Earlier in the season, I was super looking forward to seeing mech mode happen. 
I, I just kind of assumed it would. And I guess it did. Yeah. Um, something we've talked about before a couple times is that in order to put their own people on the development of this game and try to mimic the formula of a long-dead video game studio in order to make a sequel to a game they uh, must have really, really liked. Uh, Surely they had, like, some grand plans of, like, oh, this is the story we gotta tell with new tales from the Borderlands. And I was looking around for the first four episodes or so, kind of being a little confused of, like, okay, what was the story you wanted to tell? What What was exciting for you to spend so much money and time and people hours on the development of this game. And I, I, to the game's credit, I do think I understood it now in the final episode. Okay. I, I understand how, I think it's an executional thing where it, it didn't really come out in the way I bet it was planned to exactly. Right. But uh, seeing seeing the the kinds of character growth that Octavio specifically goes through near the end of the episode felt significant to me. That's that's yeah. some good stuff I'll say about okay. this episode. I uh, think I can agree with that. Yeah. So after they all meet up, they all find Anu, and then they're just kind of like. Star Warsing through some hallways with Louis Stapleface, who was a guard because uh, it had free gym membership. Yeah. So she became a TDR guard. I yeah sure okay. Yeah, but uh, but she wants to help out on uh, Anu, so it's it's the three main people: Louis Stapleface. Is that it? Yeah, that sounds right. The whole gang. Yeah, so so they go through some halls, and then uh, Stapleface gets shot, and I very much don't care for this, because for the only time ever, Anu tries to heal Stapleface with the crystal, doesn't work. Yeah, it just decided, nope, not gonna work this time. The crystal has brought people back from actual death. Like, Anu was dead, shot in the forehead. Uh... And then the crystal brought her back. Yeah, and Stapleface was shot in the shoulder. You're telling me you can't do anything about that now? It's the shoulder that her heart is not on. Yeah. It's her right shoulder. That's... People... Octavio shot himself in both legs in the thighs and kept walking. Yep, yep. And and (laughs) Anu shot him right in the heart. I guess you don't have to do that. I did that. Um, I had Octavio shoot himself in the legs twice. Yeah, I had Anu shoot him right in the heart, and he was he was fine after. Yeah, but nah, Stapleface says sorry. You gotta die. Sorry about that. It it felt so. It it felt a little embarrassing, and I I hate to use that word for like art because right people people have put a lot of time and and love and and blood sweat and tears into this game. Based on what they say about it in the credits of this game. Yeah. I, yeah. When I was reading those, I did feel a little bad about my thoughts. 
it it's but the thing the thing that felt embarrassing was like you want to have Stapleface die, and then later on, um, Louis dies. They Louis is shot in the neck, and is he's like decapitated, and and Louis's done. Which I was more sad about than I was with Stapleface because like Stapleface, it felt very obvious that's where that was going. Louis was a bit more of a surprise, but in either case, it it wanted to have the thoughtful. The sacrifice. The the sacrificial character deaths of Telltale games, like Walking Dead and Tales from the Borderlands, without knowing how or why those initially worked. Right. There's There's just no weight to either of these deaths. I feel like neither of them really add anything to the story. Like... Mm-hmm. Like I liked Stapleface, I I didn't want her to die, but also like what's gained from her dying? Like I don't feel that necessary sacrifice. L- like like you said, it for some reason just the healing just it, nope, not gonna work now. Sorry. Uh, it it just felt very. I don't know, would manipulative be the right word? Like, it feels like they're really trying to get that, uh, it's like, oh, don't you feel bad that this character died and there's just nothing you can do? Gotta move on. Well, I, I have a, I have a personal few qualms with describing narrative emotional moments as manipulative because okay, it's always true like it, it's it's never not manipulative that, that's that is true the, that's the, the point points of art and 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 uh, especially anything with narrativity you're, you're you trying to, to evoke an emotion yeah you're, you're you're being you could say manipulated or massaged or guided to feeling certain ways that maybe you would not have felt that day if you didn't take in that piece of entertainment right i but, i just feel like it comes down to how obvious it is i guess there's obviousness, and it's you could be obvious. Even I like. I think what Kenny is all about in when uh, season two of Walking Dead. I don't think that's subtle, right? Right. Uh, when, when you have to kill Kenny or not, mm-hmm. but it it's still impactful despite being transparent and despite very clearly being manipulative because. It's asking you about something that you are actually part of at that point. Yeah. Uh, it's it's asking you to think, oh, how do you feel about this? And when Stapleface dies, not only am I unlikely to feel anything about it because we just haven't been hanging out with Stapleface. And <laughs> it seemed like her whole deal was to kind of sacrifice herself for Anu. Right. Right. Uh, but there was there was nothing I as a player could have done, so like the narrative choice aspect of this game was failed in that moment. Um, yeah. Compare it to um, oh, what's his name from last season who who died on the space, uh, the 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 rocket. Oh, I can't believe Scooter I'm not... is it Scooter? Scooter? That's it. Yeah, Scooter. I felt bad about Scooter dying. Well, that whole scene was so impactful. Yeah. Um, because every aspect of how it works is like, 
it showed you why oh you really are messed up here you can't you can't do anything yeah um and it showed you a character that you had been through things with you it's a character whose death is is tragic and unavoidable and sad and it had like just having fiona there was exactly the right person to be there and then you're uh and then that's it (laughs) and then he's dead and you feel the weight of that so heavily Mm -hmm. and and uh Yeah, like, I, I feel like getting rid of Stapleface from the story is like chipping paint off a wall. It's Yeah, it's like that, she was barely there to begin with. That absence of weight. Yeah. Which, by the way, how I, I feel like you'd be upset about this. When they were showing, at the end of the episode, people on Promethea dying, they showed Octavio's friends. Uh, yeah. Like the, the demolitions expert and the girl... They really just fucked off in the story, didn't they? They were not part of the story. <laughs> they were not part of it. It it makes you think that they're going to have some sort of role in that first episode. Like, whether or not it was going to be, like, big or not is something. But, like, they they don't do anything after that. Yeah, I, just I don't mind characters not being part of it after they've shown up. I think that's fine. But, like, these characters... Both of those people are so much cooler <laughs> than anyone else we're following. Uh, yeah. just, I just want to be there. I just want to see what... Have them be the group we're playing as. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like maybe they're trying to set them up in sort of a similar way that original Tales from the Borderlands did with Zero showing up in that first episode. Right. Where it's just like, oh, this is a really cool guy. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think for for similar reasons, they don't understand why Zero was cool. It, it, like, they, they know the what of what the Tales from the Borderlands is, but I don't know if they know the why. And yeah, they couldn't, they, they did not make something that, that uh, aimed for the same goals as original Tales. Yeah, they, they just didn't get there. I, I'll, you know what, I'll say this, if they announced tomorrow that they're doing a new Tales from the Borderlands starring this group of uh, Octavio's friends, I wouldn't be excited. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here saying like, yeah, I'd rather play as them, but even, even now, after all of this. I wouldn't want to play it if they did another one with them. Well, I, just... I mean, they could do it about literally anything. And the thing that I would want to know was like, okay, well, how did you react to feedback about this narrative? Right, yeah. Like, wh- how? why are you doing another one? <laughs> just because you want to? Because I don't think it sold well. Yeah, you guys better uh, take some lessons to heart if you're doing another one. Yeah. Um so they're they're all together. They go to Susan Coldwell's office, and she she's at this point just become complete arch. She's a completely gone mentally evil business lady, right. uh, and just kills literally every person on Promethea. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Well, some some are just mortally wounded. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't make a point of saying that, and I wonder why. That just as happened. a gag, just as just to be silly and funny. Well, I guess maybe they had to do it because later on they they do like more. Let's kill everybody. <laughs> and you have to see that like you have to be able to understand that that's happening in order for it to feel like anything right you have to have some people left over to die later yeah uh and coldwell's thing is like okay i did this to the planet you can't possibly be fine leaving this here so give me the crystal and then we'll uh we'll use it but that process would kill anu she yeah. would dissolve her body would dissolve leaving on the crystal there uh, yeah, and then you're given a choice. A Ooh. Huh? Wait, what? I said, ain't, ain't that a shame? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <sighs> you're given a choice. You can do three things. You can merge with the crystal, even though everyone's saying, hey, dude, don't do not do that. <laughs> That's um, And, and the, the crystal's saying, if you re- unite the two halves right now, you, Anu, will... Basically, every part of you would just completely dead. Dead. You will very die. Um, all of your humanity will be gone. Or yeah, you can go along with what um, Coldwell's saying. Or you can take Octavio's advice, which is to try to break the device. So, what did you do? Uh, I went with what Octavio was saying. I didn't merge with the crystals. Oh, okay. Tell me about it. Oh, so it sounds I, like yeah, I did not did. do that. Uh, so Ani just says, "Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'll uh, listen to Octavio." And uh, so she breaks free out of the out of the grasp, and they just so Octavio uses his uh, his Echo Dex. Yeah. To call uh call maintenance for the ship and he's like put on hold multiple times and it takes forever for him to get through to anyone, gags like that. Uh and then I guess when he finally gets through they just like f- reboot the station. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that's it. Then uh so Susan Coldwell absorbs the two crystals and she turns into a big scary alien monster susan coldwell absorbs the two crystals okay yeah no i mean none of this happened oh wow so that sounds like a big difference what happened for you well so um i went with obeying the shard uh right because the shard was making the argument of like, yeah, you'll die, but literally everyone else in the the planet and will live, and we can kill Susan Coldwell, and we will uh, just everything will be great because of the power that we'll be able to have, and you'll die for it. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I it just sounds like a good deal. Like, on I I think I would do that in real life. I would I would die in order to save a whole planet from dying that feels feels just that feels balanced to me. Yeah, he the thing about this choice was I feel like both sides felt like okay choices because that one you picked really does feel more in line with what Arnie would do. Uh yeah. but I I didn't do it. I didn't want to. Yeah, that's fair. 
I, I, I just like the idea that for once she would listen to her brother. I think this choice is a little tainted by the idea of like, okay, I can say whatever I want, but I'm not sure it'll actually go that way if I try it. Right. Um, which doesn't really give you the choice. It gives you, I guess, a more realistic version of choices, which is you can try whatever you want and we'll, we'll see. Uh, but what happens is you just like levitate the red hurt crystal out of the machine you put it in yourself, and then you become a very wild uh, mess of a creature called uh, Anahadium Anu. Yeah, I got Anahadium Susan. Interesting, yeah. So Anahadium Anu uh, just starts talking about things, and uh, through the voice of the crystal, they're like, uh, okay, so everything that Anu was thinking about everything that Anu really wanted we're going to now accomplish. So uh, they they just like cut to Reese on Atlas and all of his jabbers are loose. Like that's what Anu really wanted. All of the jabbers in any lab are now loose. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anu's and, dream fulfilled. And then the, the crystals say like, okay, and we're going to get rid of all these instruments of death. And this is a weird scene. All of the guns start glowing. Just like all of the guns that there are. Uh-huh. Did this happen for you? No. So all the guns start glowing, and then, snap, they turn into tacos. Any machine used to kill anyone was turned into tacos. Even Octavio's Echodex was turned into tacos. Ooh. And people were... Fran and Octavio got really mad about this, and they were like, You can't do that! But then I'm thinking, like, well, this is good. <laughs> what I yeah, tacos for all. T- yeah, tacos and no guns. Th- why are you mad? <laughs> and I was reminded that this is Borderlands, and like, oh, you have to be into guns to like this. And like, I get it. I forgot. I I I've been brought back to earth a little bit in the these characters being <laughs> upset that their guns aren't there. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, that's crazy different than what happened to me, but mine did involve tacos as well in a way. Um and oh that's <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> uh, and and then the spaceship starts plummeting toward Promethea and Anahadium Anu does not make any effort to actually reverse the hurt ray on the planet because right. For, it's not even explained well it, it just makes it f- seem like oh this thing has no feelings and it's just like th- they're working toward life in general but one planet's life does not really tip the scales at all for this guy right so uh, they're well fine don't with it. don't worry something about my uh big climax doesn't make much sense either Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll tell you how this one ends after you tell me how okay. yours starts. Okay. So uh, once Susan Coldwell becomes uh, Adahadium Susan. Um, oh wait, no, that happens after. Uh, so this might be why you didn't get uh, Fran beating the shit out of Susan. That happened for me. Uh, but so they're trying to. The, the ship is also colliding towards Promethea, but they're trying to stop it. Um, so, 
Octavio's using his uh, his Echo decks that he got from Susan Coldwell's office to uh, call the maintenance people to get the ship under control. Um, but he's also trying to shut down the Doomsday device. So Anu is using her goggles to uh, figure out the password for it. And for some reason, her goggles just decide they don't want to cooperate. Sure. Like they just they just say, uh, no, you know what? You've been real saucy throughout this whole game. What? So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to help you now. Uh, and then Octavia throws a rock at her face, which activates her goggles and lets her do it. Cool. Yeah. And so she's looking up the password for the doomsday device. And the password is uh, taco, taco, taco. And then guess what uh, the fourth one is? Money. Taco. Oh, shit. You should have guessed taco. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where you fucked up. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so I guess they shut down the weapon and somehow like reverse the the hurt ray. Uh-huh. Oh, they do? Okay. I guess so. It's not really explained well. It's just all of a sudden the planet's fine. Yeah, they 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 do do that for me as well, but it I got something of a scene showing uh at the end of it all, the crystals leave on Ahadium Anu and then they sort of like zoom off into space on their own and they do say that they're going to fix the planet. Do, does Anu just disintegrate into nothing, into dust? No. Ooh, that's what happens to Susan. She just crumbles. No, they they but, give but, back but, Anu for, for oh. reasons that I think are, are actually good. And I really like this scene. And it's it's like the one redeeming part of the episode for me that I am now sensing you didn't get at all. So <laughs> yeah, that, it just it seems it worse seemed... for you. Yeah, it seems like your ending was the better one. Who's to say? Yeah, who knows? Who Who's to say? Um, so, yeah, Octavio calls maintenance and they try to get the ship under control. It doesn't work. Uh, Susan turns into uh, an even crazier creature. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, she just turns into a crazier creature. Uh, they they stop her. Uh, they pull the, the the crystals out of her, and she disintegrates into nothingness. Uh, oh, you know what it is? They try to use Anu's uh, vacation device to get her out of there. Oh, uh, okay. So Octavio has to destroy his Echo Dex because it has uh, the crystal from the beginning. They need to get it to work. Um, and so they try to send Susan somewhere else, but I guess it doesn't work and just ends up mutating her into a different crazy creature. Um, but yeah, they destroy her after the crystals leave. The crystals go out into space and then the ship, uh, plummets down to Promethea. Okay. So the, the ship does plummet down to Promethea in mine too. Yeah. Um, so... At, at after in mine 
After Anahati Anu turns all the weapons into tacos, <laughs> uh, they say, you know what? Anyone who's ever killed anyone, I'm now sentencing to death. Uh, and Fran wow. immediately just bursts into dust. Whoa! Yeah. As does pretty much everyone on Promethea. There's a news report where the, the news anchor woman is saying, Yeah, and it looks like uh, people who are targeted for being murderers are now evaporating, which is tough because here on Promethea, literally everyone is a murderer. Wow. Uh, which makes me wonder how they figured it out. Like, why? how do you know that? <laughs> yeah. If they're all murderers. That's, anyway. a, that's a crazy ending. It's not an ending. <laughs> uh, because yeah. that's what I was referring to when I said more everyone is going to die. It's the, the second everyone died. So it's a hurt ray at first. So later when Anahadium Anu just... I'm feeling kind of funny, Mr. Starks, out of existence. Uh, you know at that point that, oh, now they're double gone. And that's right. how it's, that's how good storytelling is told. Redundancy. That's true. We've, <laughs> yeah. we've been saying it. And at that point, uh, so Fran's gone. Susan Coldwell has long been shot with the hurt beam and just, like, immediately killed. Anu, wow. As soon as Anu, like, transforms... She says, hey, Fran, whatever you're going to say to Susan Coldwell right now will be the last thing she ever hears. And Fran says, oh, r- right now? I, I'm not ready. I uh, I thought I'd have more time. And then Anu says, that'll do. And then just point blank shoots uh, Coldwell in the face with a ray and that she's just gone. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh so, but, but then so after Anu that, did Fran's, not... g- Fran's gone. So Fran just is gone from that. And Fr- Fran's gone. What about Anu? Will happen before. So... Well, Anu's just being there with the, the crystals in her. She's, right, okay. She's all... I guess that makes sense. She wouldn't make herself evaporate. Yeah, no, she's all... Uh... She's basically already gone. The, the crystals have taken over her form, but... Um... She's basically gone. And then it's just Octavio talking to the the crystals. And that's it. And So Fran dies before the ship even plummets back to Promethea. Well well hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. Because they have a they have a conversation and I, I can't like I can't just tell you every part of the conversation because it, it it's long. But um Octavio relates to these crystals in a way that i thought was well done and earned and felt good and made me really like octavio at least octavio's character arc through this five episode story that's the one surprise they got me on they okay they actually turned it around on octavio they still made him pretty excruciating to watch in the whole middle <laughs> but uh at the end he's all right yeah, I didn't get that at all. For me, Octavio was just, like, really stupid for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's a part where he's... So he's calling the maintenance guy. Uh, the the uh, But anytime he's put on hold, he gets uh, elevator music that he'll, like, stand up, expose his location, and dance to. 
and then Susan <laughs> Coldwell would shoot at him, and then he would back da- he would duck back down, and he does it like three times. That's some Sam and Max stuff. That's I feel like Max would do that. Yeah, which would be great if we were playing Sam and Max. <laughs> and um, not at the big climax of, of this big Borderlands story. I just thought, boy, Octavio, huh? So in the end, Octavio proves if you, the player, remember, or like, uh, Grunty's furnace fun, like, various aspects of Anu and Octavio's relationship... At the end of the the episode, at the end of the season, uh, they're like quizzing you on a bunch of different things. Uh, Anahadium Anu asks Octavio, "What did I call the device?" And like you can remember what you said for that or not. And uh, I did. I got a perfect score. Wow! Look at you. And you can prove with Octavio. You know, I'm kind of stupid, but I was paying attention because I love you, Anu. And then, like, Anu's personality comes back into the monster thing for a bit. And then they have, like, a a, a, a convene. And then the crystals leave Anu's body. Anu's fine now. Cool. And the crystals are like, my planet needs me. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> they go away. Uh, but they do undo the hurt beam at that point. And everyone that they, like, dusted out of existence for being a murderer... Is brought back. So now Fran's back. Wow. Yeah, this sounds like a much more fulfilling ending than the one I got. And then they crash into it. And then we get a time skip. Yeah, a year into the future. A year into the future. For me, Anu and Octavio are sibling therapists. Yeah, I got that as well. Oh, okay, okay. There was a big gap there. I was wondering if you were just in shock. Yeah, I, well, I just thought you were <gasps> going to keep going. <gasps> no way. No, they're just sibling therapists. Th- that is both siblings who are therapists and therapists for siblings. It's got a double meaning there. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, I think neither of them should be therapists. Uh, <laughs> both because they, it, like, they haven't shown me they'd be good at it. And also, they have other things going on. Right, yeah. Um, Well, you know, maybe on Promethea, no one's good at being a therapist. Maybe they're the best ones there. That could be true. Yeah, I don't don't know much about Promethea. Maybe therapy as an institution is just not established. Yeah, so even even if they're not, like, great at it, I, I guess at least they're enough. (laughs) But only for siblings. Yeah, only for siblings. <laughs> uh, and then they go visit Fran's grave because somehow, either in that crash or just within the last year, Fran died. Yeah, that also happened to me. Isn't that strange? That did that Fran seems. Die? That's yeah. I had that written down. I was like, "What did Fran do to die? What did I do? What? Yeah, you mm. played the game wrong. So I'm looking at your choices. Uh, yeah. You have, you and 35% of players died as Fran. Right, yeah. So not even a majority uh, died. Most people saved her somehow. Yeah, it turns out that there's uh, multiple endings and each one has at least one of your team die. There's only, I think there's only one ending where like, no, there's two endings where everyone survives. 
but there's three endings, one for each of the characters dying. I'm glad you checked on this. I didn't check on Yeah. That. And I okay. think what it I think what it comes down to is just your relationship scores. And I mm. guess if your relationships with Fran weren't that good, uh she has to bite the bullet. She has to die. All right. You played the game wrong and now she dies. I guess I played the game as Fran wrong. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that just too <laughs> nutty? Yeah, I I wrote down in my uh I wrote down in my notes, Fran's not really dead. There's no way they're going to get me on this one. And then the game ended. <laughs> yeah. Fran's dead. You know what? I I was thinking they were going to pull another did you miss me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what this whole game's been about. Yeah. That uh okay, that was a that was a cop out. And then you see Fran with an eye patch hiding behind a tree like, yeah, they think I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would have been I would have liked the ending if it was that she's just fucking with him. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. So we both had Fran die, uh, but I guess anyone can die. Yeah, there's endings for Octavio dying. There's an ending for Anu dying, uh, and then there's two endings where everyone survives, but one of them they just all go their separate ways and have their own lives going on, and the other one has them all stick together. Hmm. So I guess that one's the right ending. Well, I mean, we were talking a bit about how um, in, in Walking Dead Season 2, there's like a happy ending, which if you think about it more is very clearly wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if it's not good to have these people stay together. Why should Fran be friends with these siblings? I mean, what else is she going to do? Yogurt. Just <laughs> She does yogurt on her own. And that's fine. <laughs> it, she it, has that's, Fergus. That's just the way it is. That's true. She does have Fergus. Yeah. Speaking of, this is a good joke. Uh, if you have Fran die, I guess, uh, they show the tombstone next to her and they reveal that it was in Fran's will to have Fergus be brought to her to the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. So that's... he had to die also. <laughs> He didn't. <coughs> Boy, he just didn't even do anything wrong. <laughs> well, I I think it's free labor. I think that's part of his thing. He's he's okay with. That's true. He signed. Being sacrificially the job. killed. It's as the part job of he signed will. up for. Yeah, and Anu and Octavio were talking about that. Like, yeah, he had to die. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, that's just the way it was. That's the way it played out. Uh, so we do get a little, like, post-credit, or not post-credit, but, like, post-ending scene where we see Timmy flying around the cosmos with the crystals. Yeah. And uh, Timmy says that the crystals can join it, so they do, and now they're all integrated. Um, and Fiona is revealed to be hunting it. Hunting Timmy, integrated with the crystals. Yeah. Fiona from from Tales. She showed up. Oh, she came back. And there wasn't enough time to ruin her. Yeah, she's unscathed. <laughs> For now. Uh, and then the, the credits play, and then there's a new Lewis Cole song, Things May Not Work Out How You Thought, which uh, only came out a few months ago and is wow. a great, great song. 
Lewis Cole is one of the two people in Nowhere, so this is like the second Lewis Cole song here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a fitting song. Things, things didn't play out how you thought they were gonna. Things may not work out how you thought. Yeah, that's, that's it. And then, uh... Then the credits go, and this is a very interesting approach to credits. Yeah, I I wrote that down too. So, yeah, um, at first there's like a few paragraphs. We talked about this in episode one when I saw it for the first time. Right. Uh, uh, Just about like, hey, we developed this during the, uh, the lockdown. We tried to put a lot of humanity into it, uh, which I think definitely comes across and then they they list everyone's name in alphabetical order regardless of what their actual job was which i understand why but is frustrating (laughs) Uh, yeah and then what i didn't see was it looks like they invited everyone on the team to just write whatever they wanted as a message yeah just some sort of message from and and it it didn't look like it was everybody. Like it's the, like a yearbook quote. Yeah. Yeah, not uh, everyone did it, but they could have. Yeah, it, it was cute. I liked it. Yeah, some of these are... Um, some of these are just like, hey, thanks for playing. And, oh, I couldn't have done it without this person who helped me, which is nice. But some of them, let me see. Uh, to Colin, thank you for always refilling my water bottle when I work from home. I could not have accomplished this without your tireless work. Emoticon heart, Michelle Garza. Thank you, Michelle Garza, for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the- I, I I only wrote down one. Yeah? Um, I don't know how this last name's pronounced, but it's uh, Brian uh, K-O, I guess. It's spelled K-A-O. And all he wrote was uh, page 197 slaps. Yeah, of what do you think? The script? I don't know. I, I like I like the not knowing though. <laughs> uh, we've got Nick Khan here saying, "Vibing it and keeping it tight. If you need me, I'm on my mobile. Big ups to my moms and pops and brothers. Big ups. Uh, vibing it and keeping me. Vibing it and keeping it tight. If you need me, <laughs> I'm on my mobile. That is a McElroy Brothers reference." confirming the other thing that i said was definitely a mackelbroy uh reference from earlier in the season wow how yeah. did how did you feel being so validated um i felt like i was vibing it and keeping it tight awesome uh steven fast said i didn't work on this game but i'm sure it's great <laughs> thank <coughs> thanks steven Thanks, Steven. Uh, oh, I also, yeah, I also have a picture of page 197 slaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bra- that got me. I, I love the mystery <laughs> of it. Brad Sierzaga Sears, uh, says, I would like to personally thank uh, Chipotle for providing me nourishment for so many years. I don't know what I would do without you, Chipotle. If you see this, please send me free Chipotle. So that I continue to work on amazing games. Thank you, Chipotle. You know what? I I respect uh, the the attempt to get free Chipotle. <laughs> I respect Gearbox just letting anyone put whatever in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> because I, you know, it's hard to like get your legal team to agree. Yeah, okay, we can just use real Coca Cola in this movie or whatever. But through this loophole of just putting whatever they want in the credits, they can they can talk about Chipotle by name like three sentences in a row and ask for free Chipotle. I think I think every game should do that now. I think this is I want to see this in every game. It's fun. I know they kind of do that in uh, Crash Tag Team Racing. Uh, so in the credits for Crash Tag Team Racing, you can click on certain people in the credits names. Not all of them, but some of them. And uh, Dr. Cortex and Engine will have something to say about all of them. And like some of them are like special messages they had to say. Some are just comments on the, the person. Uh, it's fun. I'd like little credits messages. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, there's hundreds of people just saying things <laughs> in the credits <laughs> of this game. Uh, I'm I'm very glad this game got made, if for that alone. Yeah, that really is the highlight. <laughs> no, no, that's mean. It is. Yeah. <laughs> No, you uh, I, know what? I'm glad these people had fun making this product. Do you have any final thoughts for New Tales from the Borderlands or the Borderlands series in general before we uh, move on to other things? So I was looking at how to get some of the Vault Landers that I didn't get. Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm missing four, and I know that one of them's from episode one where I didn't get all of them. Okay. <coughs> So I'm missing three, really. So I was looking at the list of Vaultlanders locations. And so there are a few of them that you just don't get from the game. Yes. Salvador. You get the Salvador Vaultlander by connecting your game with Gearbox Software's shift service. You can do this in the main menu. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Hot, hot loader. You can get the Hot Loader Vault Lander by using this new Tales from the Borderland shift code. And then it has like a code to put in. Oh, you know what? I I always have a uh, a soft spot for when I can unlock something with a code that could be found on the bottom of a Mountain Dew cap or something. I love right. that. I love I know I, in, <laughs> in Sonic Generations, they have like a secret trophy room full of uh, like figurines of the characters that you only get from these codes. And like... I, I got the codes from just, you know, they just had a list of them on, like, game FAQs. But uh, I think some of the codes for them were, like, on, like, things you had to buy and, like, secrets on websites and stuff. Uh, I like I'm a sucker for like it. That. It makes me nostalgic for the Banjo-Kazooie Sandcastle codes. Yeah, it's fun. It's just a fun little thing. Yeah, or, or the uh, mystery gift codes in Pokemon. Oh, I love mystery gift. Uh, the, the, next, <laughs> the next one is Axton. <laughs> You can You're get so Ax- checked out, Dustin. You're so checked out. I like out. mystery. Oh, I no, love I like mystery mis- gift. <laughs> I do like mystery gift. It's fun. That was a, that was a heartfelt statement I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Axton, you can get Axton by liking or sharing a specific social media post by Gearbox Software or the official Borderlands channel. Whoa. And then there's one, uh, Flack, spelled I imagine, F-L- but, like, only if you've connected the thing to Shift. 
Yeah, it doesn't say that, but I would assume. Okay. Uh, but the next one is Flack, spelled F-L-4-K, and that was just a pre-order bonus. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, then... I didn't, I wasn't around to, to hear about that pre-order bonus, but imagine the difficulty of the H, or the, the PR team trying to figure out, okay, how do we market a concept like Vaultlanders to people who do not yet know what Vaultlanders is? <laughs> They're not going to know what any of this shit is yet. Because we, we need can't to make show enticing. them a Vaultlander battle. They won't want, they won't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't have uh, wanted to pre-order it. had they, they, they didn't make it. In. You know what? If they made it like a character from the first Tales from the Borderlands, which there are some, I uh, maybe then, maybe then it would have been enticing. Yeah, if it was like if it was Handsome Jack, just imagine, imagine if it was the biggest potential Borderlands character. Yeah, but you're just able to get Handsome Jack. Yeah, I just got Handsome Jack in this episode, and it kind of felt like, really, this is the time for Handsome Jack right now. Yeah, this feels like it should be a bigger one. This feels like it should be one of the secret code ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. All right. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, you can get a Fiona Vaultlander. I didn't get that. Oh, where, where do you get that? During the final chapter of your playthrough, you need to merge with the Shard. This ending gave me the Fiona Vaultlander. So I guess you should have gotten it. Oh, no. You... I Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you can get zero, too. You need to get a skatebird score of at least 75% when completing the story, and you get zero. There are not that many spaces left on my collection of Vaultlanders for all of these things to show up. Yeah. Maybe some of the code ones aren't. Maybe they make new slots appear. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So you, so you can still get, like, a complete collection. Yeah, it'll look complete. Yeah. Yeah. Smash Bros. DLC style. Yeah, exactly. Great game. Great. Smash Bros.? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. (laughs) Okay, let's head into our segments. We're we're killing this horse. We're killing this horse's soul. I can't wait till this horse is dead and buried in the ground. What's your golden moment? Fiona showing up at the end. I like Fiona. Mine was that they had to kill Fergus because it was in Will. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's funny. I like that. Oh, you know what? Something we didn't even talk about once was uh, Brock has quite a presence in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess it's fine that we skipped over him. It's not like he's like a major part, but like... Well, is he your weekly guy or something? No, but I did have a, a quote... a quote that i thought was pretty funny not from brock but about brock mm-hmm. um so it's when brock is all souped up and he's shooting at uh just whoever he sees and one of the tdr guards says he's gonna be so tuckered out later yeah. poor little guy yeah <laughs> I, I i i like the tdr guards just having that empathy for him <laughs> or even that thought that like yeah he's going to be tired He's going to be so tuckered out later. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, and Brock, they just shut down Brock. They just say, yeah, you don't get to be a gun anymore. Your safety's permanently on, and you just are, you're a paperweight now. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, that's fine. Fuck Brock. Yeah, I want him to not move. Yeah. Uh, If I had an ungolden moment, it would be in the montage after the crystal sort of undid the healing, or the hurt beam on the planet. Oh, yeah. Uh, they show that Juniper's alive again. So, like, even things that had nothing to do with this made everyone that died ever come back. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Some people probably died who were really bad. Yeah, and I I don't like that moment because I feel like the writers are just trying to say, like, hey, look, happy now. Look, you can have your cake and eat it, too. They're not thinking about what they're showing me. You shouldn't you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that to Juniper if I have Juniper dead. Yeah. That's that's not maybe it's just a complete oversight for the people who might have not had Juniper die. Yeah, but. who cares about your choices? I mean, <laughs> I didn't get that. I it didn't show Juniper come back to life for me, so uh you must have fucked up something. Well it was it was it was uh it was Paco at the taco st- uh store thing. Yeah, they and never And then just like Juniper crawls over his it, it's less than one second. He just cr- crawls over his shoulder, and Paco's like, <gasps> and that's that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Choice cut. Uh, it, it was whether or not to merge with the shard. It is yeah. something I had to sit and think about because I did. I thought both choices had their uh, had some good reasoning to them. Mine too. Mine too. It's a good one. Yeah, I because I, I do feel like uh, your choice. Uh, what you went with merging with the shards that does seem more in line with what anu would want mm-hmm. so i could see that but i also liked that i could just say no and like i the reason i chose it was just because of earlier like anu just being a total shithead to octavio uh i just thought you know what let's have anu give octavio the benefit of the doubt for once and I like that. I liked that uh, either way seemed logical. Weekly guy? Uh, the TDR guards. No one else really brought anything, but they were funny. Yeah, I, I feel like all of them being different guys is, is hurting it for me a little bit. If there was one really funny guy, I, yeah. I, would, I would put him. Oh, you know what? If I had to pick one TDR guard, I'm going to go with the one that was talking with Octavio at the beginning. He's good. He's really great. He's you can just sense his uncomfortableness so much, but he but he sticks to it. So it, it was yours. Uh, I wrote Lewis Cole, which is not fair <laughs> to the video game to put real life musician Lewis Cole, who I was listening to before I played this game, up here in the first episode and the last episode. That's a character arc. That's... Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, die right now and. Things, yeah, no. So good, let's good. say if you had to pick an actual character. <laughs> yeah, I felt pick? like that might not be fair. <laughs> um, well, Octavio. I just also, Octavio, okay, I if I got the scene you got, I probably would have gone with Octavia too, but I did not get anything like that. I think from the running around with the gun pointing at his own head, taking shots in his thighs just to prove that he would shoot himself. And also, like all the all the things he does at the end when he's talking to the the monster, 
in the Anu version of that monster. Octavio was was a pretty good character in this episode. Yeah, I just got him acting stupid and dancing around and giving away his location and getting shot at by Susan Coldwell. Yeah, you didn't you didn't get perfect. You didn't get liquid Octavio like I did. Yeah. So I played the game wrong. Played the game. Wow, you really can just do it wrong in this one. Yeah. It it doesn't matter like what you feel like should happen. It, it's just what the game decides is the way you should have done it. I wonder I wonder if that was a thought in some point in development of like maybe in this one you can do it wrong. And we'll use that to emphasize certain points more, but then like the points just weren't emphasized and it just felt mean that you could do it wrong. Yeah. Hmm. So this episode, not the worst, but I feel like it annoys me more than some of the others. Well, yeah, I think that's fair because it's like... It's the big final episode. This episode reveals the hand that they were playing the whole time. So even if it's pretty good... As an episode, it makes the game worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, well, that's been New Tales from the Borderlands. Thank you, Gearbox. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, and our, our our entirety with the Borderlands franchise, unless they make another one soon. Yeah, maybe they will. Maybe. I mean, we'll have to play it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Dustin, what are we playing next? I believe the plan, uh, I believe we said what we're playing next. We're going to be doing the Michonne miniseries for The Walking Dead. Is that right? I believe that's right. Yeah, the three episode Michonne uh, TV show slash comic book main continuity tie-in game of The Walking Dead. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, too, because I've never played it before. Yeah, so uh, it, it's definitely the Walking Dead thing that most people who aren't catching up with it in real time skip. Because yeah. it doesn't continue the uh, the core Clementine continuity. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could be great. It's still Walking Dead from Telltale, so... Yeah, I I'm mean, I... I get it. I do. It it is a little deflating that it doesn't really tie into the story that I'm so connected to, the story that I want to see continue. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll still be good. In I, I I bet if it was coming out while I was paying attention to The Walking Dead, I would feel that way. But now, just looking at it in retrospect, I kind of feel like, oh well, the whole story was finished, and then also there's this other thing. Yeah, it's so it, it's just it's like just bonus. A, it's just a bonus thing you get. Yeah. I'm, I don't have much of a connection to the TV show. I watched the first two seasons. I don't remember the character Michonne. And it was a very long time ago when I did that. So, Yeah, I've, I've never seen the TV show or read the comics. So Michonne is uh, brand new to me. Yep. Well, we'll tell you all about it next week, listener. And until then, be really nice and then die. And, and bring your intern with you. <laughs>